I'm Bridget Coulter, Bridget Coulter Design, and you're listening to Convo by Design. I'm Josh Cooperman, and this is Convo by Design with an exploration of luxury design through the lens of montage hotels and resorts with a focused look at the new Healdsburg Resort. If you love luxury travel and you absolutely miss it, this is for you. This is a visit to one of the global montage resorts. It's probably on the list of things that you that you really long for. Montage has earned a reputation for crafting unique experiences that are authentic to each resort location. Montage International is a company built to provide ultralux unique lodging experiences to their guests. That is essential to know as I set up these two uh, conversations. You're going to hear from Earl Wilson of Bar Architects and then Tina Nekrasen, uh, EVP of Residential for Montage. This conversation revolves around the new Healdsburg residences, a part of the Montage Resort's residential portfolio. How do you transfer that feeling of peaceful relaxation from a world-class hotel experience into a residence where the homeowner can experience it daily? When you have the weight of of a global luxury hospitality firm behind you, what can you do with each residence, which is essentially a blank canvas? These are just a few of the things I wanted to know because I figured you would want to know. But there's way more than that. Thank you for listening to this episode of Convo by Design. Are you subscribing to the podcast? If not, please do so you get every episode automatically when they're published. You can find Convo by Design everywhere you find your favorite podcasts. And now you can find us on designnetwork.org a destination dedicated to podcasts, all things design and architecture. So make sure to check it out. Convo by Design is presented by Walker Zanger, a progressive brand that was built on a promise to provide designers, architects, and homeowners with the right materials to do their very best work. That promise is fulfilled every day through a commitment to provide the best ceramic, glass, stone, porcelain, and concrete surfaces and finishes. But it's more than that. Walker Zanger believes strongly in serving the trade with a trade program that makes the specifying process simple with the support you need. They've been staunch supporters of the trade since 1952. In 2020, I launched a series in partnership with Walker Zanger called The Showroom. This intimate interview series showcases some of the very best creatives in the business today. Please join us live or catch every episode recorded so you can enjoy it on your schedule. Walker Zanger is on the cutting edge of design featuring products for every style and architectural feel you can create. So check out any of their showrooms across the country or shop online, walkerzanger.com. I'm excited to talk to you about, uh, about this project, but first, I, I think it was interesting that, um, so you went to school, you got your degree, you're a duck. I am, yeah. You're a, you're a duck, and aside from... The uh, aside from Pullman, Washington, where the most beautiful campus in the world resides, the uh-huh. second, of course, I am a cougar, but the <laughs> second, the second most wonderful place that I would want to go to school and learn about architecture is Eugene, Oregon. Well, that's that's great to hear. Um, I have to admit, uh, I'm a little biased. It is, it is a, it is a grid school. Um, I had a great experience. It was, uh, it's a good school. It's great school. And um, has your entire career, have you always been on the West coast? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Down right after school to San Francisco and uh, been here ever since. 
Fantastic. When so we're we're talking specifically about the montage residences in um, in Healdsburg. I'm really fascinated by this project because you know Healdsburg is in Sonoma. It's a it's a really it's a small town in yeah. beautiful wine country, yeah. and obviously you know this the residences will be opening at the end of 2020. So this project was in the works for a while, but I think it's fascinating how more and more people now, because of the the events of 2020, are, are sort of realizing that, you know what, you can move to the location that you love and still do what it is that you do for a living. Whereas even a year ago, that wasn't really as topical as it is now. So I'm curious, clearly it wasn't it wasn't in the plans for this project, but it kind of feels like culture caught up with with the plans doesn't it it does you know and and you know it's funny um as much as we always try to time things or people try to time things you know it's it's it never seems to work out the way you think but you know in some kind of miraculous turn of events um you know despite the pandemic uh People are, I think, revisiting where they can be uh, to do their work, um, where they want to live. Um, there seems to be some kind of change afoot here, and uh, yeah, the, the I think the, the the hotel is opening, and the and that these home sites are becoming available uh, right when people seem to be looking now for places like this, and and yeah, it's just a beautiful location 10 minutes from the town square in Healdsburg, uh, centered in wine country, um, absolutely gorgeous site. So yeah, it's uh, seems to be good timing uh, for whatever strange kind of fate. Whenever, whenever we're talking about the, the design, tell me about the footprint. Tell me about the site. Tell me about the surroundings. Tell me mm-hmm. what you had to work with. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a gorgeous site. Um, It's over 200 acres. Um, This project started a very long time ago. I want to say 2005. Um, We started working with the developer to master plan the site. And and everybody fell in in love with the site. It It was all about the land. It was all about the... Um, preserving oak trees or their beautiful oak trees on the site, uh, capturing views, um, minimizing impact to the site. Uh, um, So there were lots of studies that were done that we call visual impact studies where we, we do models and we actually place them into the topography and we place them into the trees and we can study the impact of, of the designs uh, on the on the on the site, and so it's it's very low impact, but uh, and and very well integrated with the site. So once you've got the site, how did you approach the design? You know, I think I think those were fundamental ideas that carried through the whole project. This, this idea of, um, you know, having a low impact of the, the buildings on the site, but, 
but at the same time, uh, really wanting to capture the natural beauty, capture views, um, integrate um, indoor outdoor living into the homes, uh, you know, the climate in Healdsburg and wine country can be, can be beautiful for that. Um, so lots of um, terraces and, and deck space where you can move out from, from living rooms or open living, living spaces up to the, to the view. When you look at a master plan community, a development like this, do you, this may sound like a really strange question. Uh, do you, do you ever feel hamstrung by the need to stay within one architectural style? You know, that's a great question. That's, that's a great question because that was a, a big issue. Um, you know, I, I, the, the simple answer to your question is no. Um, I think that, that, you know, we, we go to these places um, again and again because they have a sense of place, because um, they, they have a certain character. And, and you know, those, those aspects that create a sense of place or a sense of character are, end up being kind of very real indigenous things like the, the stone or the, the detail, certain details that make uh, or become a part of that character. And, and I think it's, it's, it's kind of exactly the opposite, really, that, that you know, a certain vocabulary or a certain uh, restraint in terms of the, the different things that you do can, can yield a, a nice overall character. And, and, the, and the client, um, in this case, uh, you know, it's kind of started with the hotel, but it, it, it all wanted to have this kind of clean, simple, uh, modern character that, that, that really highlighted the site and, and highlighted the, the beauty of the site. How would you define the architecture? Maybe uh, California modern um, or, I mean, it's, it's certainly has a, you know, and when I say California, I, I guess I mean Northern California because California is a big state. And, you know, you know what we do in, in the desert, uh, in La Quinta or, or Palm Springs is different than what we, what we might do uh, in Santa Barbara or, or in wine country. So I guess it, it, it has a, um, it's a wine country modern. Uh, Okay, I'm going to take that because I've never heard wine country modern before. And I'm going to actually, I'm going to make a note and actually go back to that because I really like that a lot. And I, I think I may, I may use that. You know, you bring up a really interesting point. I, I have this conversation all the time. And sometimes, you know, it, it, it goes to different levels of, uh, of competitiveness, depending on who I'm speaking with and where they're from and what they're into. But you know, California really is, to me, I, I'm a native Angelino, California is a world-class design and architecture state. I think Los Angeles is a world-class design and architecture city, and that's usually where I lose a few people. But I think 
if you look at all of the different architectural styles, climates, microclimates, and how they've been adjusted to all of the different sites available and site strategy that architecture has been adjusted to, it's really remarkable. And to come up with a, with a new moniker of wine country modern is really very cool. But it's, you know, I think it's really important to attach a label to architecture because all too often, you know, the term modern has just become a complete catch-all, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I think that when you're looking at modern in particular, there are so many things. Modern doesn't have to mean cold, stark. Some would say lifeless, um, just a box. It doesn't have to be that. It certainly has appeared that way to some in some projects in the past, but I would, I would challenge that it was not artfully done. But if you look at some of the architects that have worked primarily in California, we have such a, a wide variety. I'm curious, when you think about modern, initially, does it, does it make you shudder in the sense that, you know, wine country is supposed to have that more laid back California, you, you would more see a Spanish revival in, in the wine country than you would see modern in the past. So I'm just curious your, your thoughts on, on styles and application of monikers. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree with what you're saying because uh, now, I mean, modernism has been around for so long and, and it's, it's, you know, I, I think it's been through so many kind of iterations that there has to be some kind of qualifier on it to, you know, to really have it even conjure anything and be meaningful. Um, so, uh, so yeah, no, I know. I, I think you do have to have that, that, that qualifier there. When you're considering a master plan community like this, how do you approach individual site assessment? You know, every, the, the beauty of architecture, you know, part of the language of architecture is how you approach the site and how you, how you use that site and the site plan to make the most of the dwelling. And I've, I've, you know, it's been one of the things that I've wondered for a long time when you have a master plan community where everything sort of has to work together and there has to be a give and take, how do you approach site planning for something like that? And, and specifically in this environment, you know, Healdsburg, the wine country, Sonoma County, it, it's, it is so nature heavy, right? So how do you approach that? Yeah, you know, I, I it's uh, well visiting the site and spending time on the site is is a necessity. I mean, you we it always starts with that, and it always starts with um, you know really spending some time with with the site and the location. But you know, we 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 go through an analytical process. There's there's a you know a, a quantifiable. Uh, set of things that we always start with, you know, which is uh, the topography, mapping out the topography and, and the views and, and analyzing sun angles uh, and prevailing winds and things like that, you know, where you want, you know, you have sunlight and, and shelter and, and things like that. But there's, but there's also just a, um, a purely experiential or, or uh, subjective aspect too, which is just 
the the feeling, you know, and and uh, you know the quality of the light, or uh, you know the tree, what the trees do, and and so there, or or what 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 the the surrounding context is telling you, you know, neighboring neighboring buildings and neighboring structures. Um, so it's it, you know there's there's definitely a subjective aspect to it as well. Um, I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> it, it it does, and I'm also curious. The broader question is: it's a montage residence. Yes. yes, it's it's part of their portfolio, which you know the portfolio includes Laguna, Deer Valley, Kapalua, Los Cabos. So there are residences existing under the montage portfolio. How do you? What is your approach here? I mean, are you asked to maintain? some semblance of similar aesthetic to existing? Do you have free reign to, to change and do what you want, knowing that you have existing properties, maybe not necessarily to match, but to mirror, or maybe not even mirror, but to sort of be similar? What were you asked to do? And were you limited by that? Well, I'm so glad you brought that up because the flip side or the, I guess, the other side of, of just purely dealing with the site is your client. And, and, you know, those are the two components that really bring together the, the design. And in this case, you know, we, we just had such a great client in, um, in resort development that just knows so much about uh, resort properties and and the clientele and lifestyle um, and and really how to bring that 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 sort of uh, resort life forward and so there were there were just lots of really great meetings um, with our client uh, bringing forward that that uh, that kind of montage experience in terms of uh, you know, the feeling upon entering, uh, capturing the views, um, having a sense of wine country um, in a, uh, you know, a lot of the homes have uh, wine storage elements in them, um, wine cellars, uh, their, the bedrooms, um, the size of the bedrooms and and the the scale of the bedrooms and the bathrooms and the outdoor the f flow for indoor and outdoor living and so all those things were things that uh, you know that that we would naturally be inclined to be doing but also was just further informed by um, the the montage experience. You mentioned indoor outdoor, which nowadays is so important. It's, it's really critical to the, to the quality of life and the, and the usefulness of the architecture itself. And, and there has been this return to really in, incorporating the outside in and the inside out. When, when, you're, when you're looking at design in this environment, specifically for the, for the residences, how, how did you approach that outside, inside uh, living how did you how did you make everything work together? Well, yeah, um, I, it starts with exactly that. Is you know you 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 look at, and we've been doing this for years on homes, and um, it's it's indoor living and outdoor living, indoor dining, outdoor dining. You know, it's it's you want to bring those 
that, that flow from those interior spaces outside and, uh, and really uh, furnishing, you know, furnishing both thinking about the furnishing for the interior, but, but furnishing for the exterior as well. Well, I, I think too, you know, a lot of, a lot of what's represented is you've, you've used this modern aesthetic with a lot of glass, floor to ceiling glass. Um, it, it, these vistas are absolutely stunning. They're absolutely amazing. What did you, were there any challenges with this, with this project that you did not expect? Hmm. Interesting. Well, you know, I, I, I would say um, we had a great team. We had a great team. So, you know, when you, when you work with a great team, these challenges become interesting and fun and op- opportunities. Um, a really great landscape architect. Um, you know, a lot of the homes we wanted to incorporate pools into um, because of the topography, it was a challenge. Um, it wasn't always easy, but that said, I think it became opportunities for really interesting uh, um, outdoor spaces. Um, so I think, uh, you know, together with the landscape architect, we were able to solve those quite nicely. Well, and talk about that relationship with me for a second, because as I, as I reviewed some of the, some of the elevations, you know, you mentioned the pools and some challenging situations, you know, the, a, a pool can be 30 feet below the exterior deck and yeah. you've got, you've got the deck elevated on posts, which allows you both the opportunity to have a secluded pool yet to also have take the advantage of these remarkable views. It does seem like it, it is a deep collaborative effort. And I'm, I'm wondering if you could elaborate sort of on, on how you work with the landscape architects to, you know, what is, what is the community, the two, the languages are two different dialects. So how are you communicating what you're trying to do in this environment, especially with topography like this and so many different housing units in one master plan community, every single one is unique and different unto itself. Yeah, well, you know, um, I, I guess to start with, you know, it, it's it's kind of we each have to appreciate a little bit of the other's business. You know, I think uh, as as an architect, you know, I, I I also have a great appreciation for landscape architecture and 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 what what the landscape architects bring to the design of the garden or the design of the, uh, the outdoor space around a building. And, uh, and, I, and in turn, you know, I, I think we had the good fortune to be working with a very talented landscape architect that I know has great appreciation for what we bring and what we do as architects. And, and so it's a dialogue, you know, I think uh, we understand the topography, um, but yet, you know, they're going to be the ones that are really um, integrating the pools and, and doing the design. So it's, it's, it's truly a, a, a high-level collaboration. In addition to that, sort of switching gears onto materials, you know, when, when you talk about materials and sort of the feel that you're going for, 
there is a lot of wood, which obviously matches the environment. There's also a lot of metal and glass, which one would think might not. But one of the things that I think was done masterfully is even with the extensive use of glass, obviously to bring the inside out and the outside in, the inside still has, you know, a lot of wood used in it to to sort of match the feel from inside to out. The the metal roofs, you know, it's it's not a stark look. It it looks very homey. It looks very comfortable, but it also looks extremely modern. And um I, I really do. I I love what you've done with it. And I'm curious, do you was this do you have any any sort of like any feel for the aesthetic that this is something that someone could look at and say was uniquely you bar architecture or was the design to make it impersonal and make it unique unto itself? Well, yeah, I, I, I think we always bring some of our, you know, our, our personality to the design, but, but I, I, I think we, we, we truly were trying to, uh, work with montage, work with with some of the the look and feel that they were uh, hoping to achieve. The the you know if if you like to have these be uniquely wine country homes, um, you know, and then and then we uh, from there I think we 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 you know we 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 also worked with some interior designers, some very talented interior designers where. Um, each one of them was, we were crafting a little bit of their own story, you know, in, in one case, uh, the architecture that we had established was kind of inspired by, a um, say, a, a modern interpretation of a Sonoma barn um, aesthetic or, a, a, you know, wine country vernacular. Um, and the interior designer really picked up on that and, and developed uh, a very nice, simple kind of loft uh, interior um, style that went along with that. And, and, and we did that in each case with each home to kind of craft its own story, its own look, if you like. Changing gears slightly, um, you know, the firm has done a lot of work in master plan communities like this, a lot of luxury work like this, but also um, you've also worked on affordable and work, workforce housing, right? You've also worked on a lot of mixed use, a lot of urban design. Yeah. Curious, what are you seeing from the events of 2020 as a result into 2021 and beyond as it relates specifically to architecture? and how architecture is going to change, how it may be changing the mixed use, multifamily, urban design. What, are you, what do you think some elements are going to be that are being asked for in design now that maybe weren't such a high priority prior to the events of this year? Yeah. Well, it's a big question. You know, I, I think we're, we're perhaps still seeing it unfold. Um, but I, I, I do think that housing... You know, it's it is an incredibly important topic in California. You know, whether we're talking uh, how we build in cities, um, how we build affordable housing, um, how we build in neighborhoods, 
um, you know, or, or how we build in beautiful locations like this in California where, um, you know, I, I, I think that uh, ultimately, I think, you know, maybe spending a little more time uh, in our communities and spending more time in our homes, uh, maybe there's a renewed renewed interest in 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 the quality of our place the quality of our homes the quality of our uh, our living environments um you know it's a big question uh it's a big question uh but we you know the fires have certainly been something we've been thinking a lot about um you know i i think we we've we've taken it in some of our current projects kind of to a next level in terms of thinking about um, the sustainability of, of building in these kinds of zones. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, it's a big question, certainly. Well, it's interesting too, because you think about the fires, but you also think, you know, in the, in the, in the aftermath, actually during the fires, now the issues that we're having with air quality, and listen, you know, California architecture was developed on the fact that you could just throw your windows open, open your walls, keep your doors open. And, and now there are new considerations that have, to, that have to come into play. And, you know, between air quality, water, noise abatement, uh, all of these issues that are so much more important to us now than they were, you know, even two, three, four years ago that we have to take into account. And I've, I've always said that I, I think, you know, the, you are the futurist, you know, you are the one architects, designers are the ones who look at the way we live and can sort of predict, use, use that ability to figure out what we're going to need. And I think it's interesting too, you know, I think architecture, when you're, when you're designing something for a 50 or a 100 year lifespan, you know, it's, it, it's hard to look at it and plan on short term fads, right? Well, yeah, and, and, you know, California right now, we, we have a very progressive, um, you know, plan for energy usage and sustainability, and, and our firm uh, embraces it wholeheartedly. We've, um, you know, we, we, we've been doing, I don't know, lots of studies really in, in the area and, and, and building new buildings in affordable housing, multifamily housing that are that are very, very sustainable. Um, you know, we have a state mandated code now that uh, um, for, for net zero in single family homes and uh, which, you know, we, we've been again, embracing in a lot of our new home construction. So it's, it, it is exciting. Uh, it's new, but it's, yeah, it's different than the past. It's different than, than how homes were built in the seventies or, a lot of the homes that, that, that we live in now. If you had, and this is totally putting you on the spot, but I'm curious, if you had to look into the crystal ball and predict what differences there may be in specifically residential, because I mean, we could get into um, commercial and not have any idea if, when, how people are going to go back to work, um, is it going to be a hybrid environment, which most likely it will be, but you, you just, there's no way of being, pre, be able to, being able to predict what's going to happen. But on the residential side, I'm curious what you think some of those 
adjustments in residential design will include? Well, you know, I think, I think flexibility, we're already hearing and talking to some clients, uh, you know, flexibility is a big thing. Um, you know, the ability to, uh, you know, to convert a, a, a bedroom into a home office, um, you know, to, to be able to um, have your in-laws for, you know, not just a, an overnight, but, you know, maybe they, they come and they're quarantined with you for 14 days and then they're staying for two months or a month, you know, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, that, that, that level of flexibility, I think. And, and I think already we're seeing with some of these, uh, some of our homes here in, in, at Montage Healdsburg, the, the resilience that they have in terms of that and the flexibility in the plans, I think because of just some sound planning that we did um, early on and, and, and with Montage, um, that they already have built in it some of that, that kind of flexibility that we're seeing clients want for the future. Yeah, I love that. That's fantastic, Earl. This was this was great catching up. I, I really appreciate the time. Um, the residences look magnificent, and um, I'm actually looking forward to one day being able to head up there and take a look. Well, thank you so much. Uh, it was great talking with you, and appreciate uh, your great questions. <laughs> My name is Tina Nekrasen. I'm the Executive Vice President of Residential for Montage International. Um, I'm responsible for our portfolio of real estate um, for both Montage and Pendry brands. So that includes everything from our project planning as we're looking at new projects all the way through to owners who have moved in and looking after details around their experiences, HOA um, dealings, and everything in between across the entire collection. So here's what I find really interesting and absolutely fascinating about, so Montage is known the world over for, for the hotels and resorts. And it's, it's, yours is truly an experiential company, right? Mm -hmm. And so the idea of sort of transferring that brand, that experience to residences mm -hmm. is just, is just so novel and special. Um, so I think, I, I think what I'd like to do is start with the broad vision first. Tell me about the portfolio and tell me about the idea as it relates to when, when you come up with some, a new project for the portfolio, where it starts. Certainly. So our Montage and Pendry Residences portfolio represents uh, more than $4 billion in branded real estate. So it's essentially comprised of an intimate collection of private homes that are an extension of Montage Hotels and Resorts and Pendry Hotels and Resorts located across the U.S., Mexico, and now the Caribbean. So we specialize in both primary and secondary homes and offer a distinct expression of living. So this includes personalized services, residential amenities, asset preservation, security, privacy. And the lifestyle we offer provides an opportunity for gathering, connection, and most of all, time which is really the most sought after and coveted feature our owners are seeking. So it's true effortless living. So when we start to look at hotels, destinations, um, the place, and 
you know, you start really coming up with what is this resort or hotel comprised of? What are all the attributes that we know as a brand that we can deliver to the market for our guests? And in some cases, as we go through this process, is there an opportunity for people to live here? And what does that mean? Because these are guests that never check out. Um, so around that, we start to think about the market, the land, um, the dynamics around what project objectives are from a development perspective. And all of that goes into us really curating very differently because all these markets, all these places and hotels are so different. So that's where we get involved very early in the process um, from, a, again, a brand perspective. And, you know, my, my purview is residential. So how I connect and how I integrate with the hotel experience is really important, that it's seamless, that it adds value, not only to the hotel asset and the asset of the project, but also to our owners long-term. So we start to look at design, we start to look at the type of product, how do we bring it to market. We always know that we have a whole collection and array of experiences, and we're very good at how we program that and deliver that to our owners because we know what they're looking for, but how does that then translate into a place? And that's really sort of the formula and those ingredients that we use um, as we start to think about new projects as we're growing the collection. And so, as you look at a at a new development, as a new at a new project in Healdsburg, you know what's really interesting to me is the idea that so much research goes into the experience and the design and the lifestyle for the residence that's that's created, because that's not common in the home buying. Right. You know, in, in design, you can, right. yeah, yeah, you can, you know, you can make your, you can four-wall your home and work on it with a designer or your architect, but that doesn't translate beyond the walls of your home. This is sort of okay. like a, a complete neighborhood it and is. it's, and it's special and unique to the, to the properties where you are. Tell me about Healdsburg. So Healdsburg in particular, you know, we are now releasing and sharing what we consider a very exclusive collection of 40 home sites, which um, has, they've been designed as custom homes commissioned really to honor the contours of the land, embrace these extraordinary vistas, the natural beauty of the outdoors and everything in between that it has to offer from you know, our perspective, it's really, and you just really alluded to it as well, it, it goes beyond the walls. So I call it where design really meets lifestyle. So I view it as from multiple dimensions. So it includes one aspect of this remarkable architecture, which you see in this project, the design, the physical spaces, and they allow people to live in these comfortable and luxurious homes. But it really goes beyond that as we design how families live in these unique places, how they will gather, how they create memories, carefree living. So we design and customize the services to complement these incredible physical features, in particular in Healdsburg. There are a myriad of experiences, the amenities, the access property management, all of those things combined. So we are by virtue an extension of the physical home and offering the utmost and personalization for how people want to design their lifestyle at Montage Healdsburg. Um, so as we embrace that and we think about 
Healdsburg specifically, and we know that the focal point of the design intent pays homage to the landscape. Again, it's 250 acres of this vast retreat. We, we've really, um, the details are accentuated really with the purpose to capture the beauty, the topography, and the integrity of preserving the landscape. Um, so as you'll see here, as you see in the hotel and the resort as an extension of the hotel, the contemporary design really seamlessly blends through the surroundings. So it has the character and the aesthetic, you know, whether we're maximizing light and the orientation as we look at each one of these in individual home sites and, you know, how do we capture sunrises and, you know, the dewy sunrise over the hills and the architecture of the resort and these res this residential enclave really embrace together the views and the vistas of these vineyards and these, you know, ancient tree groves amongst the setting. Um, that really this, this part of California and in the Sonoma wine country is really known for, right? It captivates those who will come here to live for a few days a year or a few weeks a year at the resort for those who call it home more permanently. So for us, it's really capturing all of that and, and how it speaks to the resort and the access to the amenities and services, again, from a lifestyle perspective. How did you... How did you incorporate the design and the aesthetic? And and I want to back up a second. Sure. When your work, when you when you do a project like this, it it, it encompasses so many different elements. It's 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 a master plan community. It really mm -hmm. is because it has to be. And with that comes, you know, an an aesthetic blending of style. But it, you can't go too far one way or too far the other. What's really interesting about this is the design here is extremely modern. But mm -hmm. it's not it's not so modern that it distracts from the environment which it was meant to 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 blend and accentuate. You know, you've got a lot of wood, you've got a lot of glass. You've you've this was not an easy topography to work with. You've got a lot of different levels, yet everything that's worked in, it all looks cohesive. Mm-hmm. It does. And I, I think, you know, again, if you take a step back to the vision, if you just looked at the land and you said, okay, how am I not going to be intrusive with the architecture? And as you said, it doesn't, it's not really a standout, but the way the spaces are designed, the floor to ceiling glass, the whole notion of true indoor outdoor living, which sometimes gets overused um, in some, in certain contexts, but it really is true. It's so seamless that you feel like you're part of that land and that everything about it is a very, um, it's purposeful, but it feels natural at the same time. And some of it, you know, it's inspired by the modern architecture, but it's also accompanied by the comforts of home, right? So you've got your outdoor terraces and plunge pools and wine storage and all of these great things that are distinctive and how people want to live and how it looks sort of visually. I think as well, the thoughtfulness around not making it feel cookie cutter as some communities will, you know, when you're in this sort of uh, environment was also something that's quite unique. There, you know, we have different floor plans, we have different um, types of design intent from, you know, this modern farmhouse to something that feels a little bit more modern, um, 
contextually with, you know, more glass and a little bit less detail and roof lines and things like that. But the sort of pavilion style living as well allows for that land to sort of connect with it because you can take these little pavilions of your home, if you will, in the landscape and create a really interesting yet natural feel to it. And I think that's what makes it so unique. Um, is we is we look at the architecture in a way that connects with how people want to live, um, and again with how the resort looks and and you know as we talked about the synergy between the two of those things where they're not you know we're paying homage to everything from the hotel to the land to wine country to views and vistas and really harnessing that all together as one. Hey, Tina, hang on a second. I've got a sure. yard guy with the blower. <laughs> I hear him. <laughs> I know. Uh, we're talking about landscaping. Uh, Hold on. I'm just letting him sure. clear out. Okay. So um, one of the things that I really wanted to talk to you about as well, and I, it, those are such interesting points when it comes to the design and the architecture itself. I, I'm curious because e everything in the portfolio is uniquely designed to the environment. And, yeah. I, and I love that. What's the process by which you evaluate the brand, you evaluate the addition to the portfolio, and then you determine sort of what, what architectural style, what design styles you're going to incorporate? So it's, it's very prescriptive in a lot of ways. But it's also very fluid and flexible as we try to be creative. So for us, it starts with the collaboration. So it, it's the collaboration with Alan Firstman and Mike Firstman, you know, at the helm of both of our brands, um, you know, as, as founders. And, you know, they're involved. Alan's vision, for example, is very important to us and how he sees it. I, I actually just returned from Montage Key in the Bahamas with him this uh, on Friday. And, you know, we stood there and we said, okay, we're here with all of these amazing architects who we've hand-selected for a project in Healdsburg, obviously being no exception. But we start to say, okay, we have a blank canvas. What does it want to feel like? What do we know fits well with our brand from the ethos, ultra luxury from a montage perspective? It feels comfortable, it's inviting. Um, the community at large is so important to us and what it feels like from a neighborhood perspective and how do we honor that and how do we make it authentic? You know, if you look at Palmetto Bluff, for example, that's 20,000 acres of the most incredible landscape and nature that you can't replicate. So often, you know, we start to think about early stages of the brand and the connection to authenticity, sense of place, um, how do we deliver luxury and ultra luxury in these environments? And, you know, where, how will guests engage? What will the food and beverage experience be like? What does, what do amenities look like? And we start to formulate what are the necessities that we need. Spa montage, uh, compass sports, great food and beverage. Um, and then from a residential perspective, how people will want to live, how will they use this type of destination? What's important to them? 
um, very market driven. Um, and what type of product is it? Single family home, condos, you know, what does that all of that look and feel like? And we start to do our research and then we start to take sort of the science and the art and we put them together and we have a very small working group and we start to know, we know what the program is on a spreadsheet, but then we have to start thinking about how it feels and how you emotionally connect to it and who's going to deliver that with us from the designers and the architects, um, Alan Firstman and our, our, you know, our small executive team. And we start to say, okay, this feels really great. We know what we need. We know what the programming looks like. And then we start to layer in the design and what, what is appropriate for that location. You know, if you look at Palmetto Bluff, that is low country living and it's traditional and it's, it's old fashioned family and fun and um, really respecting the architecture of the region. You know, you come into a place like Healdsburg where the beauty that surrounds you, it needs to feel really, really seamless. And we know we need a great food and beverage and wine program and spa and wellness as a real destination. Um, in particular, you know, we know the market um, and our guests and our owners have been looking for something in Sonoma for this incredible wine experience. And who do we collaborate around that? You know, we have Jesse Katz, who um, we've partnered with from a, from a wine perspective and these special collections. And what will people's experiences be? You know, the outdoor pursuits families, that's a really big part of the ethos of our brand is the gathering place and families, multiple, multi-generational, all of those things sort of go into it. And a lot of it is, you know, telling the story. You know, I, I will listen, for example, to Alan, as I mentioned, we just came back from Montage Key and I can, you know, you can see the vision happening as we're layering in now all of the attributes and the aspects, everything from design, every detail, is thought of so early on. Now, will that change as we figure out something fits or doesn't fit physically? Of course, but we know very, very early on what the vision of this project will be or resort will be um, that is, is all driven by the brand and, and essentially Alan Firstman's vision is, is we execute that prescriptively in a lot of ways. I would be remiss if I didn't ask you how, you know, it's funny because we can't talk about virtually anything anymore without factoring in the, the COVID factor, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Um, so it's interesting because I'm, I'm curious how that has adjusted the manner in which you approach the residences. Cause it's interesting mm -hmm. on one side, mm -hmm. the, the hotel side, um, has has taken a hit one that was clear you know it will be temporary that will all come back as society sort of rolls back into some sense of of normal behavior right mm -hmm. but the one thing that has changed and i feel it will it will definitely change design and architecture for quite some time mm -hmm. is the fact that people realized over the last seven months that they don't necessarily have to go to the office the way that they did right. they don't necessarily have to live in a, a congested urban environment the way that they had, or maybe even as close to an urban environment as they had. So now what you have here is you've got a, an extremely exclusive residential environment, 
which puts people in a master plan community to some degree, and it can provide them a work live mm-hmm. experience. And I'm curious how that's changed your philosophy as it re- relates to the to the residences. You know, we've been such a great question, Josh. I was hoping you were going to bring up this sort of aspect of of change um, that we're all experiencing that you just described. You know, we've been very very fortunate that what people are seeking, they don't have to be in the office. They can be away. They trust, for example, Montage. They know from a security and a safety perspective that that's something that we already provide. And we're finding that trend, you know, increasingly important to, to our consumers. And with that, I think one of the greatest testaments, which, you know, we obviously we've all been living in very uncertain times, but at the very beginning of COVID, we had owners coming, you know, to Kapalua, Deer Valley, across the portfolio and sheltering in place. And we were seeing, you know, you do realize the resort is closed at the moment. Um, It's going to feel very different. And they said, but we feel safe. We know you're still, you're going to take care of us. So that was just a really sort of unexpected validation of our our teams and our staff and how they cater to our owners, just purely on a nurturing, you know, basis, if you will. So we we had not expected that. And um, the feedback was overwhelming in terms of their experience and many kept extending their stays, et cetera. Then we sort of layer that in in with, we recently announced, which we already had this in the works. We have a partnership with Delos. I don't know if you're familiar with Delos, but they um, are the world's leading wellness real estate technology company. And we've been working with them on home wellness. And they have a system, it's essentially an intelligence network designed for luxury homes. So we rolled out at Natterar, which is an hour outside of New York um, in New Jersey in Somerset County. We have 500 acres there, we have a farm. It, it really lends itself extremely well, no pun intended, to a well community. So we had this in the works, we've rolled it out um, and it's essentially taking their system called the Darwin system and we apply best practices in design and construction of evidence-based health and wellness interventions into the home. So this will be the first residential community where it's fully integrated. So we monitor air quality and temperature, uh, clean water, circadian lighting, creating spaces that help reduce stress, they regulate energies and, and, you know, and so on and so forth. So this whole concept is something that we already had planned as well. We include it as a benefit to our residential owners for those who are interested in installing this type of system, retrofitting their homes, whether it's at Montage and Pendry or elsewhere as they generally own a portfolio of homes. But we've partnered with Delos in a really meaningful way that integrates wellness technology. So that is something that's really been at the forefront of the footprint of of our residential portfolio as we've been growing. Um, and the timing of, of this really lent itself perfectly to, to what people are looking for in this COVID environment. You know, it's really interesting to hear you say that, because as I look at the portfolio, especially in Healdsburg, um, mm-hmm. and the layout of the residences themselves, there are certain things that are just, that really stand out. Yeah, the plunge pool is, you know, very cool, the, the decks and the use of space, topography, 
on-site planning, um, you know, the, the personal touches, sort of the wine elements, because you're in Sonoma, which, which stand out. But there are other things like the outdoor shower. It's a small thing, right? It's not a, it's not a huge detail, but it's a huge detail because when you get into air quality, sound quality, lighting, um, these are things that have been gaining in popularity for, for years now. People realize, you know, there are so many things you can, you can do a sit test on a sofa and tell if you like it or not, but you can't walk into a home and do a breathe test and tell, you know, how right. good the air quality is going to be or how the lighting is going to be in each scenario or situation or how it's going to help one relax or be motivated to, to work or work out or do school or you name it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think it's very interesting that this goes into the planning. Do you, do you take that partnership to the next level? You know, sorry, stupid question. Cause I'm sure you do. I guess the question is how do you take that partnership to the next level as you're working with your creatives, your designers, your architects, to make sure that it's all implemented in a way that matches the Mm -hmm. experiential expectation? Yeah, that's such a, that's a good question uh, slash thought. So uh, just going back to Natter for a moment, our Pendry residences there, Delos helped us design those homes so that we had every detail um, attended to really in order to integrate the systems and make sure that it really checked off all the boxes. Like how do you transform this home into a wellness oasis is really what I keep asking myself. So they actually help us, they helped us tweak some of the design as we were already, you know, partially through that process. And then, you know, as we look to Healdsburg, for example, those homes as well, they basically do a complete audit if we're already down the track to help us design and say, okay, make a few tweaks here, move this here. We're going to put this type of system and here's how it will be installed and sort of the, you know, the inner workings and the architecture and the execution of the final product. And then we have another couple of projects that we're working on, which I can't mention, but they're with us now at the, at the drawing stage to ensure that um, it's a seamless design that we can bring to market just really effortlessly um, around the wellness. And people are asking questions about it now. I see more and more, I speak to a lot of our potential buyers across the portfolio and they are asking like, what are you going to do for me for wellness? How am I going to live safely? Um, as the market's being educated and again, the uncertainty, but we're able to articulate comprehensively what it is that we can offer. And I think that's a really big advantage. I, I've certainly been educated quite a bit through this process and um, the science behind it, because it's so evidence-based, it completely makes sense. Why would you not put it in your home? You want to look after your family. You want to live longer. I mean, there's so many good reasons to do it. And then, you know, we sort of marry, marry that up with what we do in the hotels with our peace of mind commitment. We're also working with them through a health safety rating program through the Well Institute Um, We have Montage Academy, for example, where, you know, we have our guests and our owners whose children now are doing virtual learning at Montage. So we have a really comprehensive way that we're looking at it that extends again into that integration when you're an owner with us, how it integrates into the hotel as well. 
which I think is just another enhancement to um, how we're how we're looking at wellness. I'm curious with with all of the research that you've done on this and the way that you extend the brand from the hotels to residential. Do you look at potential further brand extensions where you mm-hmm. you do residential communities? outside of the hotel portfolio? We do look at, uh, we have looked at a number of opportunities, you know, having the responsibility of residential where I'm always looking for ways that we can create some synergies and our core competency of, of really robust real estate portfolios. Yes, we absolutely have been looking at other types of opportunities, branded, unbranded, different types of residential offerings, you know, fractional ownership. I mean, it, it really spans the whole spectrum, if you will, of, of how people want to live. And that does include opportunities outside the brands. Well, and I'm not going to go too far down the rabbit hole, but I do think that it's really interesting what you're doing on the residential side, hospitality notwithstanding, because, you know, the hospitality brand is, is, has a, has a storied mm-hmm. reputation. And I, and I think it's so hard to do a proper brand extension when something has that type of reputation. You know what I mean? Well, there's an expectation that it's, it has to be flawless. Um, I've been in this business on the mixed use side with luxury brands, always as the extension on that side of it, you know, for the last 20 years. So I've seen a lot and I've taken and brought with me all some, you know, some of the great things that we do at Montage. And then some of those things you want to just leave behind. But the emphasis and the thoughtfulness that we we really deploy in all areas of the residential world, um, it, it's it's very purposeful, and um, we have an expectation. And I think we'll continue to grow that and enhance and listen and um, take our success and keep kind of raising the bar um, into every project that we're doing. So. You know, and that ranges from a whole variety of things, you know, from benefits to product to locations and so on. But, you know, it's our commitment and um, we're very disciplined about it. Thank you, Tina. Thank you, Earl. Thank you, Walker Zanger, for your continued support. And thank you for listening. Without you, what's the point? If you're not already a subscriber to the show, what are you waiting for? It's super easy. You can find Convo by Design everywhere you find your favorite podcasts. Ask your smart speaker to play Convo by Design. It's really that easy. Follow along on the socials and check out our YouTube channel for videos from some of your favorite episodes. Thanks again for listening to the show. Be well. And until next week, keep creating. Keep creating.